you are officially on vacation. Are you excited? I think you're a little more excited than I am. I'm just thinking about the things, the to-do list that I have to get done before we leave. By the time you are hearing this, there's a very good chance that Callie and I will be in the car on the way to the second road trip of our marriage and relationship. We're going to Hilton Head, South Carolina, and Callie is not happy about it. I am happy about it. I'm just thinking I'll be happy about it when we're on the road. But until then, I just have a looming to-do list of things I need to get done. You should, you know, what gives you a lot more time is unemployment. You should try that. Oh, so I should quit my job? Yeah. And then you have all sorts of time to do all sorts of things. How how do we pay our our rent? Lily and Sadie have to go into dog modeling. (laughs) Right? Maybe. Uh, We're going to end the show today, by the way, with me giving you um, a gift because the first road trip that we went on, you gave me a gift every hour of the road trip because you thought I would be a restless toddler. I am going to return that favor to you and return or uh, and give you a gift every hour, starting with the very end of this episode. Every hour until. Well, you gave one. I know. I'm kidding. Oh, got it. <laughs> I'll take gifts every hour. Um, We want to say thank you before the show even starts to people that have been listening from other states, which is super awesome. Um, Stephanie's friend, India in Boston is listening. We have. And and Stephanie told India about us and India is now addicted. So thank you guys. So awesome. And we have a bunch of listeners in Australia. Which is so weird, but it's like our number three country. I think it's friends of T-Bird. Really? Yeah. Well, we have several hundred listeners in Australia. Uh, Christina, who listens and sends us messages on Instagram all the time. She's up near New York City. She actually knows us from Atlanta. She lived here for like seven or eight years. And when she moved up to New York, New Jersey, that area, she took us with her. Oh, yay. And Michelle and her family in Seattle, someone shared the Facebook group with her. And now she is a listener, which is awesome. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Jeff Dollar is doing something completely out of his comfort zone, and I'm kind of proud, even though it's like a partial step into humaning. It's not partial. It's It's a big step. I have joined something called a mastermind group. Have you heard of these things? I never have heard of a mastermind group before. I didn't know about it until a few weeks ago. My friend Nick told me that he was starting one and he wanted me to be a part of it. And I agreed because it sounded intriguing, but I agreed not fully knowing what it is. What did you think you were agreeing to? I don't know. I thought we would all get together and drink beer and eat pizza. I don't oh, know. Oh, I thought this was an online thing. It, yeah. That's you asked me what I thought it was. Oh, you, so you thought you were going to be meeting friends in person, but you're actually hanging out with them online. Yeah. And it's every, we, we do it once a week and it's early in the morning. So before the folks who have like nine to five jobs or nine to five obligations have to, to get started in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it runs for exactly one hour, which I appreciate so much, but it's a group of people who help each other out 
and hold each other accountable. And the, and the group that I'm in, it's small. It's less than 10 people. Um, it happens to be all men. I don't know if that was intentional or I, I don't think it's like a men's group. Do you know everyone in the group? Does no. Nick know everyone in the group or did Nick, he just randomly contact people? No, no, no. I think Nick has a connection with all of them, but basically everybody seems to have this in common. They work on some level for themselves. Okay. So some, some folks are like independent, you know, just kind of free spirits. Uh, and there's other folks who are, or are the owners of their company where they have a few employees or several employees, but they're the ones like at the very top. So it's a group where you can bounce ideas off each other, talk about what you're struggling with, talk about what you're challenged by. And then you end every meeting listing three goals that you want to accomplish by the next time everybody gets together. Is the meeting in person or there is the meeting no, no, online? No. That's yeah, it's online. So, Oh, cool. So it's just every, it's th minus Thursday morning. So on Thursday mornings, I log in and there, and I'm, you know what now, I'm. Here's my question though. Are you actively participating or are you Jeff Dollar sitting awkwardly on the sidelines kind of watching it unfold? It's, it's such a small group that you can't, and everybody gets called into the spotlight on a rotating. So this so week. So what have you shared? This week, well, my goals for this week um, were one, to find an advertising rep firm for the podcast, mm -hmm. somebody to manage any commercials that, that we have. And you know me, I like to analyze things. Yes. Analysis to paralysis, as they say. <laughs> I will spend forever making charts and comparing and whatever. So I wanted to narrow it down and make the, the decision on that. Uh, that was one thing. Number two, I wanted to find a venue or venues for my Valentine's, my annual Valentine's weekend comedy shows. Mm -hmm. um, I in the last year, I think I waited too long mm -hmm. and had to book it at the last minute. And there was a whole bunch of pressure. We, we didn't even get it on sale before Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. which is a goal every year. And then I also wanted to commit to five days of doing some sort of physical fitness, like going out for a so, walk or for a run or whatever. So you post these and then people- No, you tell them, you, you're you on a video chat. Oh, video, okay. Yes. I didn't really understand that. Okay, so- Did you think it was just a group text message from eight I to nine really on Thursday understand. morning? <laughs> but, so have you, so- So I when just- this air, So what, it's Wednesday. So tomorrow you have your group meeting. So what are you gonna say that you accomplished out of your goals? Uh, well, two out of three, like we have a firm, like we, we, you know, have a rep, mm -hmm. rep firm or whatever it's called. And then also, um, I am going to lock up probably tomorrow one theater for mm -hmm. a com a comedy show on Valentine's weekend. And then I would actually like to do two nights because mm -hmm. Valentine's day is on a Friday this or next year. Mm -hmm. So I want to do one show on Friday night and then I want to do one show on Saturday night. So, um, I'm, I'm waiting on the Saturday theater and, the, and then, uh, the, the walking, working out thing, I, I kind of fell short on that. So, you know, what's so interesting, not, it's not even interesting. It's neutral, but it's something that I've noticed is your desire to get back into the walking or daily physical activity thing has been like, okay, no, really, I'm going to start this week. It's, no, been, really, I'm going to start this week. I've been terrible at it. And it's because the whole, like the, 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 being completely honest, 
and I think we have been honest about this, the launch of the podcast has taken us, me especially, by surprise. Like, I had Mm -hmm. no idea that anything would happen this quickly, and I was unprepared for it. So I have spent the past month trying to get prepared because I don't do well when I'm not prepared. But do you think we'll ever get to a point where you do feel prepared? Because I feel like you did that segment at Star, and I think you did it on the Burt Show, too, where you're like, okay, now I'm going to get back into the thing. Well, I was doing it for a while the whole when I was at Star. Like, I was doing it. Were you? Yeah, I was going on hikes every every day almost until it got uh, obscenely hot. Mm, That is the problem down here. And that was even doing it after I left. But I think the way, I mean, that's an excuse, but I think that the way my mind works, which I should work on because it's not a productive way to live life is, but, but if I don't feel settled, I don't have nothing. Everything doesn't have to be perfect, but if I don't feel settled in one important area of my life, it's a distraction for others. Mm -hmm. So if I'm out for a walk or a run or a bike ride or whatever it is, or a hike, and I know that there's stuff that I have to get done for this. I just feel you can't even enjoy it. You're just rushing through it to get back to work on what you were. I will tell you, there's a little bit of, um, like I'm a little disappointed that I'm going to have to report to the group Mm -hmm. that I wanted to do it five times. And at the most I'll be able to tell them I've done it twice. So what's the reaction from the group when somebody says something like that? Is it like, Oh man, okay, try next week. And then you add it to your next week goals or is it, I'll tell you tomorrow or whenever Thursday, I'll tell you after Thursday's meeting, when I tell them what I didn't. Oh, is this your first week in the group? No, it's not my first week in the group, but this is my first week reporting goals. Oh, okay. Got I feel it. like you're asking me questions like you don't believe the group exists. No, I do. I'm just fascinated. I think it's really awesome, but I'm like, well, I feel like, like I need the, one. Who are these people in the group? No, I How feel like you, I need one. Oh, you could start start one. Like all you have to do is find people who are in sim- similar positions as you. And then mo- I think the most important thing is it is set at an exact start time and an exact end time. Yeah. So there's never a, oh, we're running late. Oh, it's going to start at 8.15 today instead, blah, blah, blah. It's an exact start time and it's an exact end time and you just block it out. It's really. I love it. I'm totally into it. And, you know, for me who, you know, for 20 years of getting up super early in the morning, I have forgotten how to make friends. So. For me, it's an outlet to, it's an ability to socialize and network and remind myself how to play well with others. Play nice with others? Exactly. I love that. I'm so proud of you. We don't really have an update on the dog neighbor situation because we agreed, the last text message that we exchanged, I said, we're going to be off to the beach, so we'll talk to you when we get back. I think I shared that in yesterday's episode, but- if not, she sent Callie a text message and then I wrote back and said, hey, I understand why you're upset. We should talk in person. I got an overwhelming amount of Facebook and um, not Facebook, Instagram messages, social media messages um, saying that people thought that you were way too nice. Okay. Which is kind of weird because I feel like as a group, 
the people like our friends online are super nice people. So usually we don't, we don't, I usually don't get messages saying you were too nice. I rarely ever, if here is, that's interesting because I was wondering if I reacted wrong. I wonder, because I know there are people out here who would do this. I wonder if my reaction should have been, because she really, that text message really, really rattled you. Like you were crying. I'm like, still really upset. You were Yes, you were very upset by it. Should my reaction have been, oh my gosh, I'm going to go over there and deal with this. She will not upset you like that. I don't think so, because I think one of us needs to be in a totally rational, non-emotional state of mind, and I think you did that, so kudos to you for but you for know- being the voice of reason. But what I were, and I think that's a good thing, because I have seen on TV, um, I have seen how things just escalate. And if there's not a diffuser in the situation, then it gets really, it can get really serious. And when she says on TV, she's talking about Dateline. Dateline. Yeah. Um, And next thing you know, your house is burned down and there's 11 bodies buried in the yard. I mean, it's it. It has happened. So I think usually I'm the diffuser. Am I not in our relationship? Like I am the diffuser. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm saying, okay. So I think it was good that um, you stepped in and did that. Now I think if she, cause my question was, and I called our friend Kate about it because our friend Kate is so logical and rational, rational, but also, um, you know, she just is someone that always says the right thing, but also has boundaries. I really look up to her and I called her and I said, old Callie would have made this woman a cake would have spent weeks groveling. And Kate was like, absolutely not. The adult thing to do is to say, Hey, if you'd like to talk about it further, absolutely. Yes, we can, but you do not need to go out of your way to make a cake and do the thing. Like, because the way that she acted was, was rude. All right. So I should not have March. Like I just can't, I was envisioning at some point today passing her like in the yard or something and saying something like you were really out of line last night. You, your message really upset my wife and that, and people just are not going to talk to her that way. Right. Like (laughs) you would defend me like that. I don't know if I should have, that's my question. I don't think, I think you did the, the right thing by being nice. All right, well, to change the energy, to keep the attention on the dogs, but change the energy uh, and and make things, just get some laughter and some some good vibes out in the world, because that's what we do. I have been sitting on a game, a dog-related game, since before we even launched the podcast. And I, I think about it every week and go, God, I got to play that with, with Callie, and then I forget. And so now we're going to play it, okay? Okay. So- here is describe what this is. Okay, it's a cutting board. Is this our cutting board? It is. Wow. It looks like a food blogger's setup. I'm very impressed. And there's a banana on it. There are Biscoff cookies on it. There's an apple. There are dog treats. There are carrots. There are strawberries. There appears to be some sort of a dry dog something and jerky jerky. Okay. And then there's something in a clear ice. Oh, that's ice. It doesn't look like ice. Yep. 
And ice on a cutting board. So those are all potential answers for a game that I would like to call What's That Crunch? Oh my gosh. And <laughs> this I th- is the best game ever. And I thought of this when when we would laugh when we gave Lily the dog a, a piece of cookie, Biscoff cookies. Best like, sound in the world. And that dog would crunch on him, and it was such a fun noise to hear. I said, I wonder if Callie could tell what the dog is chewing on just based on the chewing. And sense. Everybody that's listening to this because dog crunches on Instagram are one of our favorite things ever. It's going to be different, though, when there's no video attached. It might just be a little gross. (laughs) No, not when it's dog crunches. If it were human crunches, yes. But dog crunches are the cutest things ever. All right. We'll start off with an easy one then. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. But don't say it's easy in case I don't get it right. Okay. Dog crunch number one. Ever. Is that the Biscoff? That's the Biscoff. Woo! <laughs> All right. That uh, makes me so happy. All right. You want to do another one? Yeah. All right. Here is uh, Dog Crunch number two. That one was hard. Will you do it again? Mm hmm. Banana. That's the banana. <laughs> I spend way too much time feeding our dogs. Two for two. I uh, want to try another. Yeah. All right. I'm not. I'm going to stop asking you if you want to try another. We'll just go go through all Until five. Okay. Cool. Okay. So there's two of them. Here's uh, number three. That one's so easy. Carrots. That's the carrots. Yeah. I was waiting until it was done. I was trying to be polite to the chewing dog. All right. Uh, number four. That's the dog treats. That's the dog treats. Very good. Is this all Lily? All Lily. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tried to do it with Sadie. Um, and I think the problem with Lily is I would give Lily the treat and she would just sit there. She would sit down and do it, and I would be able to put the microphone right in front of her, and she wouldn't care. Sadie would take the treat and go, so I was literally chasing her around the room with these big, heavy, I was using the studio microphones, so I took it out of the stand, but I was like chasing around the room, and it was when we were in the basement recording, and it was just whatever. So, all right, here is your four for four so far. Here is your fifth one, and you're the last one that I have audio of. What's that crunch? one is it an apple nope is it i it's not ice a strawberry that was the jerky was it oh yeah 
Because see, you hear how chewy it was? The carrots, I think, were the easiest because of the. Oh, no, I think the Biscoff was the easiest. I think that's clearly a, a carrot. Snap, yeah. yeah. You're and, welcome for these dog crunches. And the, uh, what do you call it? And the Biscoff is the one that started it all. So cute. <laughs> all right. To, um, and it, just so you know, I it was, I screwed everything up, but it, you might be listening going, where are all the sound effects he enjoys so much? The dings and the buzzers and the whatnot. I screwed that up and I'm really, I, it's, it's rattling more than I, me more than I'm letting Really? Yeah. I was wondering why you weren't using this. Because it's a different page of sound effect stuff and I didn't, it was just, it was rookie mistake on my part. So please <sighs> keep listening. And uh, a quick update on some of the advertiser stuff we talked about a couple episodes ago. Um, two things. One, uh, I wish I had my phone so I could read it verbatim, but we are, it made some rules on, on the other episode. And then we took mm -hmm. your input. And one of the things that everybody agrees upon is that we shouldn't be doing, because we're going to run very few commercials, mm -hmm. as few as possible. And um, we're going to voice most of them, mm -hmm. right? So uh, everybody agrees that we should not be doing commercials for stuff that either we haven't tried or are in the process of trying or don't totally believe in as like, being which a, sounds obvious, but people advertise things all the time yeah. that they don't believe in because we're running so few commercials. It's just different than like a radio or a yeah, TV station. Yeah. We want it to whatever. count. Well, so we got an email from somebody today who, or the other day from the ad firm or the ad agency or whatever. And they said, would you be interested in this product and doing commercials for this product? And it was extraordinarily expensive. Like, And it's a great product. And oh my gosh, it? I don't know anything it's, about it. Yeah. It's really great. But, um, we, it was just so expensive. It was close to a thousand dollars. And we just, and yeah. we weren't going to buy one. So we we're, just can't afford one right now. Right. I would love to be able to afford one because it's awesome. But yeah, we just couldn't afford it. So we said no. And Jeff was like, the the our our rep contacted us back. And what he said made Jeff's jaw drop. He wrote, uh, I said, I'm really sorry. This just doesn't feel appropriate at this time. Maybe sometime in the future we could reconsider it, but I'm really sorry not interested, going to pass. And he responded with, Hey man, you do what's best for you and for your listeners. We'll take care of finding great advertisers to work with you. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Jeff was probably expecting to have to grovel a little more and be like, be like, well, we can't do that, but we will throw in this for another one of or something right. like that. And he didn't have to compromise at all. The guy was just like, no problem, man. Like do what's best for your show. And Jeff was like, what world am I living in right now? And we have added a rule to the list of advertisers. Um, at no point will we, will we be using the sound effects of sirens, sirens. car sirens or screeching tires or other distracting traffic. That noise. makes me crazy because your heart jumps every single time without fail. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, mini heart attack. And then it takes you time to recover. Uh, and then, uh, so that's the end of that part of the update. And then the part two is, um, if you have not already, um, received a, a newsletter, cause we have a, a mailing list in our first newsletter, which have we decided on a name yet? Um, you can say no, we have, 
You just forgot it. Uh, but it's, I forgot it, which is just, great. Just like I forgot the name of our podcast it, the first week. It's just not memorable. That is not true. It's amazing. Um, we're doing uh, the weekly pick-me-up. The week, week, weekly pick-me-up. So uh, if you receive this, we'd love your feedback on what you thought of it. If you haven't received it, you can go to our website. At callieandjeff.com, and then you'll see a newsletter option, and you can go subscribe under that tab. And our... Friend and new upsider, Katie Burke, is going to be writing it. She is a freelance writer. She's so talented, so funny, and she's going to come up with things that make you smile and will deliver it to your inbox once a week. And really what it's meant to do is you keep it in your inbox. If you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling down, we want you to go to that email for things that make you laugh, smile, feel good. All of that kind of stuff. All that. So, um, and it, it, it's not spammy and it's not anything like that. It's once a week. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, so I think on Tuesdays is what we decided it'll go out. Callieandjeff.com. Click on newsletter. If you didn't receive it, if you did receive it, you're on the list and you're covered. Yep. All good. Okay. We've been talking about advertising and all of this stuff. So I don't know about you, but I am a freaking sucker for a Facebook ad. I mean, if I see, it doesn't matter what the product is. If I see it a dozen, two dozen times, I'm probably going to buy it just because I'm like, well, I have to know. Well, they know that. That's why they run the ads. So a that, bajillion times. And they know they're smart. Like I, I am starting to come across to the side of the people who believe, the conspiracy theorists who believe that um, social media is listening to your voice. Oh, I totally believe that. Right? Uh Uh-huh. So you could be, uh, you could have no children, you could be the most single human being on the planet, but you could be on the phone with somebody talking about helping your friend assemble a crib. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden your newsfeed is filled with cribs and car seats and bottle warmers and all that stuff because they're listening. I totally believe that. I also, by the way, I'm like, eh, whatever. Okay. If I get if yeah, I don't getting ads for stuff, I like, great. So I don't, I don't particularly have a problem with it. Yeah, no. Um, but I have, there have been some products that I have been seeing for well over a year and I'm like, you know what? I am going to jump on the grenade. I'm going to start ordering this stuff that we're all seeing and I'm going to see if it's worth it. And then I'm going to tell you what I think, honestly, after I have spent my own money to (laughs) order them. So you're validating the, uh, the Instagram or the Facebook claims the, no, but you're validating their behavior that if they just put that in front of you enough, you'll eventually buy it. Yes. But I will also return it if I don't like it. And I'm going to tell all of you what I think. So the first one I ordered, um, your (laughs) headphones are driving me crazy. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Jeff has his headphone cords like wrapped around his arms, like a snake. Um, so the first company I ordered was third love, which is bras and they advertise to women saying that they can find your perfect bra size without you ever having to go into a store. And here's why I am attracted to that. I feel like I've grown out of Victoria's Secret. I feel like that was high school. I feel like that was college. And I just feel like I'm an adult and I have a job and like, I should just invest in nicer bras. Like it's just something I feel like I should be doing. Do I want to? Okay. This is a naive question, but Victoria's Secret bras aren't nice. They're nice, but I've been wearing them since I was like 13 or 14. So I just feel like it's time for me to move on with my life. And I hate going in their stores because every time I go in there, there's a lot. I just, I'm done. 
I'm done with it. It's just an inconvenience for me. And, um, I also have been in other breast stores and I just don't like it. I feel pressured. I feel weird. I don't want to, I just don't like the whole experience. So are there, this is again, naive. Are there bra stores? Yeah, there are. I went to a fancy one two weeks ago and I had zero success. Oh, I walked around. There were like five things in there. I felt like people were staring at me. I didn't want to get in a dressing room with another human. And I just like got anxious and left. Honestly, I thought, well, I guess department stores have bras like Macy's and and stuff. Nordstrom. They do. It's just a whole thing. Anyways, I would just rather have it delivered to my front door. You know, like it's 2019, almost the, almost 2020. And it's, it's a luxury that I would like to Right. To have. You would like Uber bras. Uber bras. So they say. Like, like that Uber they Eats can, bra dash. They say that they can find your perfect fit. Bra mates. Oh my God. So um, I ordered a third love bra. They're around the like 68 to $70 range, depending on what you get. Holy crap. Is that's, that a, is that a lot for a bra? Well, I've been paying $50 my whole life. I mean, unless you go to Target, which is Bras fine. are $50? Yes. Victoria's Secret? One pair of my underwear is $20. What? Yeah. It sucks to be a woman. You're wearing fancy stuff though, right? No, not extremely. For 20 bucks, I can get like 18 pairs of my boxer briefs at Target. You can find underwear at Target or whatever. It's just like my favorites. And I just feel like it's a luxury that at my 33-year-old self, like I can have. And you don't, I change bras like probably once every seven years. Like I don't buy a ton of stuff. Like it's something that you take good care of and it's nice. And then you, you know, wear it for a long time. Got it. So the reason that they say, find your perfect fit online, they do ask you a bunch of questions. They'll ship you a couple. Um, they have in between sizes and they have double a through I, I didn't even know there was a size I, but there are. Um, and they have every different size covered and they have half sizes. So I love that. They sent me things I didn't find. I don't know if I found my perfect fit because I want to try them all on. So I'm placing a second order so I can be like, okay, this is my perfect size. They give you two sizes, but I want like four or five. So I can really know. You'll return the other ones. I'll return all of them except for one. Got it. So comfortable. I'm totally in. And the best part about this company is they don't pay me, by the way. I actually. I'm spending my own money on this. They, and this is third love. They have a customer service text line. So I thought, Oh my gosh, I'll buy from them. Right. It's the best thing ever. I thought that they had only sent me one, even though they sent me two, it was at the bottom of the box. And I, they said, you can text us 24 seven or whatever. And I clicked the text number. I said, Hey, I think there's a problem with my order. And here's my order number. No problem. Callie, we just emailed you a return shipping label. Here's your second size. No questions. I mean, to, taken care of on text, three text messages. Ah. That right there is every company should do that. They re- I don't customer know, service by text. I mean, I don't know what the technology is. So, anyways, if you were thinking about Third Love, if you've been seeing their ads, you get the Cali recommendation from me. They are Cali approved. How many uh, bras, new bras, does the average woman buy in a year? I buy one. Okay. Maybe. So if you have to spend 50 bucks on it or 60 bucks on it, mm-hmm. it only works out to be like five bucks a month. Well, and I don't buy, like some people buy, I would spend less on like actual lingerie, but for functional things that you're wearing under clothes that makes sense that I'm going to have for five or six years. I mean, okay. yeah. It makes more sense that way. Cause like the 20 pack of 
boxer briefs that I get, they're like. I'm How not, often I'm, do you throw those things out? Every year on my birthday. Do you really? Uh-huh. It was, I decided a few years ago that every year on my birthday, I would get new underwear um, as like a um, almost symbolic represented because I grew up like, you know, in Nedro, New York and we, you know, recycle if I had like everything was just like, it was a great upbringing and I never needed underwear or anything like that, but it was just, we were just basic. Mm -hmm. Like I, I had exactly what I needed and everything was very functional and new underwear on my birthday seemed like a token luxury that would be fun to do every year, but I never got fancy underwear. Like I seriously go to Target and yeah. get the, and they all come rolled with scotch tape, which is so odd. Oh. They roll them up, and then you got to take the tape off of them. Uh, a warning for anyone who doesn't like winter, because the Farmer's Almanac, speaking of my growing up, we used to get the Farmer's, Farmer's Almanac every year, and I used to, as a kid, read that cover to cover. Did you? What did you find <laughs> interesting about it? Well, they just have a lot of weird articles and trivia and history and knowledge and stuff like that that I found interesting i have a friend that hates the farmer's almanac how why what hates it he's a scientist and he hates it with a passion like it comes in it's delivered every year and he has this like super hatred of it why why because is it not is the are the weather forecasts not based in i don't really understand because i I know what the farmer's almanac is and I, but I've never looked that much into it or done the research behind it. So I'm not really sure. Well, the big thing is, do you know what is, I mean? Like, I, I don't know. They basically do a forecast for the coming year. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason it's called the farmer's almanac is because they use, um, like historical data and right. climatological patterns and whatnot to say, rather than say on June 8th, it's going to be warmer than usual. They say, it's going to be a drier spring and a wet summer and a cold winter. And, and this might be really stupid, but they call it the farmer's almanac because literally farmers yes. used to read it and decide what they were their plans yes. for the year. Okay. I, right. So I think that has something to do with it. Like they would plant, decide on what to plant or how to treat their soil mm -hmm. based on it. Okay. So, uh, the farmer's almanac came out and, uh, they are saying that this winter is going to be freezing frigid and frosty where all over huh. but specifically in the uh flyover states like the middle of the united states mm -hmm. um and then the far northeast um in the southeast it says brisk and wet so cold and wet mm. i don't like the wet part i do enjoy a cold winter i and feel like we've had a kind of a wet year and then, oh, God, it's been raining constantly here in Atlanta. And then uh, chilled average temperatures are chilled with average precipitation across Texas. So basically with everything, uh, everywhere in the country for the winter, it says cooler. Um, and then everything like east of the Rockies, it's going to be more wet. Mm. So Callie went. Maybe we, that means we'll have a beautiful spring. We It says right here, what does this mean for spring? Ooh. This year's winter will cause a slow start to the spring season, according to the Farmer's Almanac. People in the Midwest, Great Lakes, Northeast, and New England should expect winter to linger. Remember when we went up to. I was um, expecting more good news. <laughs> no, remember we went up to visit my parents. This is one of my favorite Callie stories. We flew up to visit my parents and I rented a car. 
And uh, Callie was about to walk back inside to the customer service person because she thought somebody left something in the back seat. And what was it? A snow brush. I bet most people listening to this from Atlanta don't know what a snow brush is either. Sure I don't think they I'm in do. There. No, they don't. We don't have snow brushes here. There's a, a it's a snow brush is a long handled brush that you use to get stuff off your windshield, snow off your windshield. And then on the end of it, it has an ice scraper. So you could scrape ice off your window. And every car in upstate New York, where I'm from, has one in the back seat or in the trunk, like 12 months out of the year. Like you never take it out. It's always there. And we rented a car that had one in the back seat. Kelly goes, oh, somebody left something in the car. And I didn't I, even know what it was. I picked it up. I'm like, what is this? And I laughed. I thought she was joking, but she wasn't. It was true. No. All right. Do you want your first road trip gift before we I get out do. of here? I do. I'm okay. so excited. Sorry the wrapping wasn't better. I didn't want you to see it, but you, here. <laughs> uh, so just close your eyes. I'll set it in front of you. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's, eyes closed. Here's the theme kind of with, with um, my road trip gifts for you. Um, I grew up an only child, so any road trip that I took, I was in the backseat by myself, and I had to entertain myself, or I had to drive my parents crazy. So these first two gifts um, are kind of along those themes. Um, one of them you could share if you wanted to, but you're not allowed to because it's only child-themed. So there you go. Okay, I have a dot-to-dot -dot classic gamepad. I don't even know what dot to dot is. That's where you have to draw lines and you have to try to. <laughs> the game is played by two or more people. Yeah. Well, you got to play by yourself. Players take turns drawing a line, connecting two dots that are next to each other. The player that makes the final line to complete a box wins that box. Yep. And then you write your initial in the box. So you have to write a one <laughs> or a two. Like you have to put your first name or your last name. And the original travel bingo game. So actually, I'm very excited about this because I never had one as, as a kid and I think they're super cool. It's one of those, um, they almost look, doesn't this look like it was made in the 50s and then never updated again? A hundred percent. Even says on the back, um, a family favorite for 50 years. Yeah, it's amazing. So there's all these little like windows on there with little, you know, red doors and you shut the door or you open the door, I guess, when you th find these bingo squares. And it's car friendly. And Where'd you get this stuff? Shout out to everybody who pointed me in the direction of Cracker Barrel. Oh, is that where you went? Yep. Genius. So, Of course Cracker Barrel had this stuff. That's all right. awesome. All right. Next time you hear from us, we will be in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Wish us luck on our road trip. And I do want to say also that we're going to be having new shows through the end of the week and also on Labor Day. So tune in. Thank you for listening to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. My question for you, Callie, with those games is, will you actually play them or will you be asleep in the car per usual the entire way to Hilton Head? Well, I think entire way is a little judgy is what I'm getting from you, judgy vibes, because really it's an hour and a half to two hours max. So in a five hour car ride, we will, I, I will be playing. All right. Your prediction is you'll only sleep for an hour and a half max? Uh, two hours max. Okay. Two hours max? That's what it was last time. Okay. If you say so. Don't be judgy. <laughs> <laughs>